What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon. You're listening to Gambling with an Edge. Now here are your hosts, Bob Dancer and Richard Munchkin. Good afternoon. Welcome to Gambling with an Edge. I'm Bob Dancer. And I'm Richard Munchkin. Today, our guest is Anthony Curtis, publisher of the Las Vegas Advisor and Huntington Press, and our stand-in guy when we don't have any other guests. Anthony <laughs> Curtis, welcome back to Gambling with an Edge. Well, I'm really honored with that introduction. Thank you. Yeah, how can you pass up such a glowing recommendation? But um, the, fill, the filler-in guy. I'm the filler-in guy. The filler-in guy. All right. Um the Houston Astros are in the World Series. The uh, Mattress Mac has likely been busy. Uh, what's what's going? Are you involved? And how's what's that happening? Um, yes, um, in, involved. Yes, um, you know we've talked about this before. You know what Mac does. He uh, he bets on the Astros, or he bets on Texas teams, or he bets on something that's going to get his his customers fired up because his uh, his furniture store. Uh, gallery furniture is in Houston, Texas. So he often bets, uh, not bet, well, he makes it, he makes a promotion. Uh, he runs a promotion where people spend X amount of money and buy mattresses or, or furniture or whatever. And the Astros win the world series. They get all their money back. And, uh, back in 2019, we've talked about this on the show a few times. Um, his attorney came to me and, and asked if I could help out because he had a a big liability when the Astros were really good in 2019. Uh, they ended up losing to the Nationals that year, but they, were, they went to game seven and it looked like they were, they were going to win. He was on the hook for over $20 million in, in refunds and he couldn't, he couldn't get insurance. Normally he'd go to like Berkshire Hathaway or something like that, but they wouldn't insure him because the Astros looked too good. They were prohibitive favorites. And so his attorney asked if we could somehow um, hedge him by betting through, um, you know, through sports betting, him betting on the Astros. So if the Astros won, he would uh, he'd win the big giant bet and cover his uh, his furniture liability. And uh, Frank B and I um, took it on, and we went something like forty two days straight, uh, making bets all over the country for him, and uh, we were able to accomplish it. So well, since then he's done a lot of this sort of thing. He's done several promotions like this. He's done things around the Kentucky Derby. He's done things around. Um, the Super Bowl, um, and this year again he did the Astros, and he started real early this year, and he made some big bets when the Astros were, you know, at much longer odds because it was the middle of the the middle of the summer, 
And most people, if you follow the sports pages or, you know, these things, you've heard that he's now he's bet $10 million. And if the Astros win it, it's now one to one in the World Series against the Phillies. And if the Astros win it, he's going to win just under 75 million. So it will be almost certainly, I mean, nobody knows exactly for sure, but it's got to be the biggest, even though it's not all in one bet, he spread it around different places and at different numbers, but it will be the single biggest sports betting win of all time. And, and probably by, by tens of millions of dollars. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Has his furniture business grown that much that his liability is up, uh, I mean, in 2019, his liability was 20-some million. Is his liability up some multiple of that now? Yeah, Or he is. just wanted to get all the extra money down? No, it is, it, it is up. Um, in, in 2019, it ended up getting uh, over $40 million because he kept taking, um, you, know, uh, you know, selling furniture under, this, under that uh, promotion right up to the end, like right up until the last game because it was, it was in doubt. And so it ended up being over 40 million and we had him hedged for, for all of it, meaning he was going to make X amount of money regardless of what happened. Um, this year, his business has grown because of what he's done. And he continues to do this because it works and his business has grown as, as his kind of his, you know, lore grows. And, um, but he started way early. You know, that's that time he started at the, there's only a week to go in the season when he did it. This time he started in the middle of the season or even before the middle of the season. So they've had a lot more time to do it. And that's why his liability is much higher. Now, you know, his liability is a little bit is, is below 70 million. It's in the, you know, it's in the sixties right now, but you know, the hedge, the way it works with the numbers we've got him at, you know, these were the numbers we needed to get him, uh, to get him evened out. But I'll tell you what, a lot of the credit has to go to him on this one. Cause he just learned, you know, he, he learned by seeing how difficult it was to get it done when we were betting the Astros as favorites and things like that, he learned to bet them early. So he got down at 10 to one, 11 to one, that sort of thing. And so, if, you know, in essence, he's bought insurance, all the insurance he needs to insure a 60 million or so liability for only $10 million, which is really good. Which is a really good deal based on, on what the proposition is. Is this promotion still going, uh, we're recording this on, what day is today? Tuesday. November 1st. Yeah. So uh, it, are, is this promotion still going on? Can people still go get this deal uh, No. with the <laughs> World Series already having started? No. Uh, you know, Frank and I are, are part of this. We haven't, we haven't had to do much because Mac did such a good job of getting the money down in the right place at the right time. So Frank and I are just, we just keep an eye on it. You know, we've told him, look, when it you know, where is the, where's your number right now? Um, you know, are you interested in possibly doing this other thing? Do you need more, you know, do, do you need more coverage? That sort of thing. And we started telling him a while ago, okay, you got to stop doing, you know, you've got to stop offering this now because the odds are getting so short, right? The, the odds are getting so short to the point where we got to the, the world series and the Astros are now, we're two to one favorites essentially. And so anybody who buys furniture from him, is getting, you know, they've got two to one the best of it. So, you know, you can't do that. Now you're, you're just giving it away. And, and he finally stopped it. And he understood that. And Mac also didn't want, um, he wanted people to understand that they've got to take a little bit of a risk and they can't come in. Like we know, we have a, we have a friend in the gambling business who likes to, uh, his name's Pete. And he likes to take advantage of situations. And he called him up and asked if he could buy furniture. And Mac told him no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, but still, there's a um, there's going to be a cutoff date for buying the furniture, and assuming yeah. the the price of the furn of five thousand set of dollar set of furniture doesn't go up to ten thousand, and you know, buying the last available date when you have more information has to be a smarter bet than buying it three months early, when the odds are ten to one instead of, you know, two to one or something. Absolutely. Well, Max were really good. You know, I was asked on another on another uh, interview about him if uh, Frank and I helped craft the promotion, and we're like, no. You know, that's what Mac does. He's that's where his his genius is. You know, his genius is as a promoter, and we just help him out with uh, with the betting part of it. But he knows himself that that he has to have an you know kind of a a, a cutoff point that people don't know what it is. And like he, he did tell them before he said, okay, no more. He said, you know, there's two days and then this thing's going to be done. And they had a rush. They had a giant rush of people coming in at the last minute to do it. So he knows that if he, you know, doesn't cut this thing off at a given time without a lot of notice that people will wait till the end and it won't be as good a deal for him. So, you know, that's part of the strategy. Because you're right, Bob. Obviously, you know, you would wait till the very last second um, like this friend of ours did. All of a sudden he wanted furniture. <laughs> Well, Pete and I have a little bit in common. Uh, hopefully, there are some differences, but we do have a little bit in common anyway. Yeah, well, so, most, people uh, are, most people are going to, they don't think about it in those terms, and they, they end up wising up to it, you know, as, it, as, as time goes on. The, the big question, the fun thing about this is people go, which do you want? Where, which one will he do better at? And he's really, really closely hedged this time. He's going to make money, the money he needs to make either way. But he really wants the Astros to win for two reasons. One is he's like a super Astros fan for real. Like he just loves the Astros. I mean, it's not just a, you know, a business thing. He really does love the Astros. He's friends with them. I know he told me the other day he was eating dinner and Dusty Baker, the manager, came into the, uh, the restaurant and Dusty sat right down with him, had dinner with him. So, I mean, he knows these guys. He's really, you know, rooting for them. Second is, even though you would think that, you know, even if he was going to make more money by the Astros losing, he still wants them to win. And you would think that it would be difficult to refund all that money. It would be a hassle and so forth. But he says it's just so much stronger for the promotion going forward. And a lot of these buyers get that money back in their pocket and they go right back to him and they buy more stuff with that money. So it's really a brilliant promotion. It's really great. And, and, right. and I'll say one more thing about it. I Everything I read about it, when it's, you know, they, they want to write about it in the papers. And when I'm on other shows with people who don't get it, they really don't get it. They don't get what he's doing. I cannot believe I see these trolls on Twitter and stuff saying that this guy's a degen, right? A degen, what we call a degenerate. Uh, couldn't be farther from the truth. I mean, literally could not be farther from the truth. Makes me, it pisses me off, man. I want to just get on there and start screaming, but then I'd be one of them, so I don't. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Grand Prix in Las Vegas. What do you know about that? I know it's just a gigantic. It, it's just a thing, man. I mean, it's it's, oh, it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be one of the biggest events ever uh, here. You know, they had a Grand Prix before, you know, way back in the early 80s, I believe. And yeah, it just 80 wasn't, or 81. Yeah, I was here, but it wasn't, I don't remember it being that big a deal. I think it was called the Caesars Grand Prix then. But this one, this Formula One, is going to be such a big deal that 
um, the company is is doing all kinds of things to promote it and make it bigger and bigger. I mean, they're already the casinos are already selling packages. You know, the casinos that are going to have views overlooking the strip. You know, they're selling gigantic packages for huge amounts of money. You know, tens of thousands of dollars a night. Um, the Grand Prix company has just purchased. Well, not just uh, earlier this year, they purchased a bunch of land uh, down um, Harmon and Koval area, and that's going to be a, the staging center. And they just made an announcement that they're going to build um, a, a, a giant complex there that is going to be, you know, for the fans to come in. And it's also going to be used as the 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 pit area for the for the um, for the cars. And um, on November 5th, I believe it is uh, a few days from now, they're actually going to have a dry run on the strip. They're going to shut the strip down and they're going to have an event down there at uh, on the land. They haven't obviously built the uh, the building there yet, but they're going to have an event um, with, I don't know, all, just all kinds of fan things. And then they're going to do a dry run of the race sort. It's not going to be the full race, but the cars are going to, you know, do a few laps around and, uh, it's just huge. I mean, people are just going crazy over it. Yeah. The, it's, it's, a an incredibly big sport in Europe and, uh, the popularity in the U S has gotten bigger because of a, a Netflix series, I think. But, uh, it would not surprise me if this is a bigger event than when we get the Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, and I mean, and it'll bring in a lot of money. Uh, very, very wealthy. A lot of Europeans. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, the the Saudis are into this sport. And now I hear the uh, <laughs> the drug cartels are into it. So it's yeah. going to be huge. But I, you know, I I also was here when they they built a course, a track in front of Caesar's Palace. And because the forum shops were not there back then. And uh, the one thing that I remember most about it is how incredibly loud it was. Yeah. the Those cars are just, yeah, really, really loud. You guys, I don't, we've never talked about this on the show, I don't think. But for, um, I don't know, man, six or seven years, I think, I used to go to um, Long Beach. They had the Long Beach Grand Prix. And it wasn't it wasn't uh, Formula One, but it was a big it was it was a big part of the whole thing, or maybe it was I don't know. But anyway, I would go there because they had a celebrity Grand Prix, and the reason I would go is that they hired me to uh, to make a futures book for them, and I actually would go down there and I would watch training, and then I would make a I would make a betting book for them that they would use to you know to to bring in the uh, what do you call it the uh, the, the press. And so there was no actual betting, but I would make a book. And so I got to see this thing up close for like seven years in a row. And yes, the loudness is unbelievable. I mean, these engines are, are, are something else. And um, I got to drive around, not in the actual cars that did it, but in the ones that the celebrities used, which were more like stock cars. And, you know, it's really amazing to drive around the track. It's not that, that people are going to get to do that. But I can tell you also some great stories came out of that betting, out of making that book. And it was so much fun because the, the, the celebrities were big time celebrities. I mean, these were guys that were big time in sports, guys like Eric Dickerson and, and a bunch of uh, like gold medal winners from the Olympics and things like that. Um, uh, basketball players, uh, uh, John Sally, I think, uh, was one of them, uh, which was funny because this guy's about 6'11 and he had to get scrunch up into this car and, and he couldn't drive because he was way too tall, you know, that kind of thing. And a lot of people from uh, from the movies, you know, Academy Award winners and stuff. Uh, it was uh, it was great. And they cared so much what their odds were. 
they, oh my God. I remember once uh, Tito Ortiz got really mad at me. And I think you don't want Tito Ortiz, you know, to be mad at you. You know, he's a, <laughs> the UFC guy. And uh, I, I, I told him, I said, look, man, I go prove me. You know, he was mad, really mad. And I said, why don't you prove me wrong? I mean, I had him weighed out something like like 60 to one or, or, or something because he just wasn't any good. And he crashed. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, you it better was. Better hope but, he doesn't listen to the show. He may still be uh, mad about it. Well, he was. You know, he was. That was the only time anybody really got mad. Another time, the worst, one of the worst ever. I mean, always. I hate to say it, but the women were. They just. They were always, always way down. Because I just had to make an. I was trying to make an honest book, and one of the worst ones though that wasn't a woman was Alex Trebek. And I made Alex Trebek, I made him something like 90 something to one. He was like the last, it was the only time ever that the operators came to me and asked me to change the odds because they didn't want him to be embarrassed. So I had to change everything, but he was, he was terrible. And I think he took last as well. (laughs) So would you actually book the action then? No, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't allowed and it wasn't in Vegas. It was in California. So there was no way to actually do that. They did it. It was strictly for entertainment purposes. But I used to, I got to hang out with these guys. We'd go out to the bars. We'd go out to dinner. I mean, again, like Academy Award people. I mean, what's his name from uh, from uh, The Matrix? Um, Keanu yeah, Reeves. Keanu Reeves. You know, he was one of the guys. Really nice guy. Um, the guy from The Piano who won Academy Award for that. You know, hung out with these dudes. And uh, some of them were really, really good, you know? So... Anyway, was, was, uh, was Paul Newman too old at that point? Because he was really into driving. Yeah, you know, he was. He'd already died, and yeah. uh, he might. Yeah, he might have done it. But I mean, it was it was pretty cool. I I, I sat next to uh, Eric. I mentioned Eric Dickerson earlier. I sat next to him at uh, at one of the luncheons, and I don't think I've ever asked for an autograph in my life. But I asked my my uh, kid was playing tailback at the time in high school. And I asked him for an autograph for uh, for my son. So he he did an autograph for my son, and it, I remember it said, uh, "Play hard, study harder." I always thought that was great. Play hard, study harder. That was Eric Dickerson, and he was so he was so uh, gracious and, and willing to do it. It was it was a really fun experience. So this will be different because I won't be a part of it on that level. But uh, but but it's it's a lot of action, and a lot of people love it, and the Grand Prix is going to be a big deal. So you missed your chance to write a book about making book. But that that time has passed. Well, you know how you know what I didn't know how to do it, and the way I did it, you was, didn't know how to write a book. I didn't know how to make book. I mean, I didn't know how to make a futures book, and because you have to balance it, there's a there's a way to do it. You can do it on a spreadsheet, and you can make that book have any kind of hold you want. So I would always make the book have a thirty percent, a little over about a thirty two percent hold. And so here's where we get back to gambling. So how did I do it? Roxy Roxborough wrote a great book years ago that almost nobody has got. And um, I, um, I had that, I have that book and I looked through it and sure enough, there was, there was the formula on how to make that, how to do it. And of course, every, you know, every bookie worth of salt can do it. They know how to do it, but I didn't know how to do it at the time. And I was able to build a really, um, um, a, a good and solid futures book off, off of that book. Um, I'll find it before the show's over. I'll take a look at it and I'll give you the name and people, uh, you can try to find it. I've asked Roxy to do another book, but he, uh, he doesn't want to do it. But if you can get your hands on this, I'd take this over any sports betting book. It tells you how bookies make their lines. It's really good. All right, let's move on. Tillman Fertitta has a bit of money. 
Um, he's been in the news recently. What can you tell us about him? Okay, I just looked at my, my bookshelf. It's Race and Sportsbook Management. So if anybody can find it, Race and Sportsbook Management by uh, Roxborough. Really great book. Uh, Fertitta, man, uh, that's going to be the next mega resort. You know, I mean, you talk about the days when there was a, a new mega resort, you know, in the 90s. You know, we, we hear about a new one every, every, you know, three or four months somebody was building a new one. Um, he's going to do it on the strip. He's bought the land. He's uh, he's put the uh, the plans out there. It's going to be a uh, it's like a 2400 room place. It's going to be on the corner of Harmon and the Strip. Uh, for those who don't know, this is the cousin of the Fertitta brothers here in Vegas who own the station casinos and own the UFC um, for a long time until they sold it for you know gazillions of dollars when the UFC got really big. So this is the other one, man. This is Tillman who um, owns the Landry Seafoods. Um, the Golden Nugget downtown, and he was always the, kind of the afterthought compared to the brothers, and and now I think he's bigger than they are, and he's always wanted a a place on the Strip, and he bought this place on Harmon, where people who have been here, you might remember, it used to be uh, a Tex-Mex place, and before that, it was the Harley Davidson Cafe, and it's like right across from City Center, and um, they're all they're ready to start. They're going to start uh, building it in November. They've gotten the approvals and all. And that's going to be the next big thing on the strip. Well, also, I, I, I would say he's a better operator than the cousins who have all the stations casinos. Um, right now, he only has the Golden Nugget, but uh, I, I, I would much rather have him opening a new joint than than the cousins. Uh, also, just yesterday, it was announced he bought a big stake in the win. So I don't so, know what's going to happen there, but. I saw that. And, um, you know, I agree with you. Um, I don't like, you know, I don't like station casinos. You know, I used to work with them a lot and they just got so greedy. You know, I mean, they're terrible. Um, I just in everything. I mean, I just had, I had something with there and this, this is, this is important, you know, something to say I had uh, points taken away. And because apparently they said that I hadn't uh, played on the card within a six month period, which is baloney because I had at um, at Wildfire. But somehow they took those points away, which the casinos can just do. I mean, I could take it up with gaming if I want. It was about one hundred and twenty bucks worth. Um, I'm not going to do it. But I did go to to their booth and I talked to a manager and the manager's like, well, you know, they it says you didn't play. So, you know, we took them away. And he says, where do you live? I says, I live here in Vegas. He goes, oh, you're a local. Because that's their whole advertising thing is we love locals, right? He's like, yeah. you're local, like almost like, well, that's different, you know. And he goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in to have these points returned to you. But he goes, but I can't make that decision. I have to send it up. I said, well, you know, put on there, the, you know, the information that I had played at the wildfires. Maybe there was a disconnect there. The card works there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna take care of it because we love locals. And they didn't do a damn thing. They didn't do anything. They didn't put anything back on the card. It's just. They will take your points. And I know Bob can speak to this. I made the cardinal sin. You know, if I, if I made a mistake in not playing, that's on me. But the cardinal sin is not to, to hoard points. You know, anyone who's looking, listening here, you do not want to hoard your points because you can't do anything with them but use them or lose them. And they'll, they'll take them away from you if they can. So, you know, don't leave town with a bunch of points. If you come here and you gamble it up and you get points, you got to play them. You agree? 
Yeah, I, I would also. I'm just surprised you had never made a sports bet during during that time with stations. They wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't take. Um, they wouldn't take uh, his action. You know, there's just a whole bunch of things about stations I don't like, and they would not. They didn't want to gamble. They wouldn't take his action. And when Mac was betting, you know, in the, the first one, nobody wanted to take his action because they were afraid of the big numbers. And all of them that did, when the Nationals won in Game Seven, they all scored. Man, they made. You know, William Hill took money. They had a few million. Circa had a had a million and a half or so, and they all had a big score. They did good because those. That's the other thing that people don't understand. These are not bets that we're making with an edge, without the hedge. You know, the edge is the hedge, and these are square bets. They're futures bets. They're square bets in many situations. They're into inflated lines sometimes because they know Max coming. And um, these are good bets for the bookies, but they wouldn't take it. And and Station would not gamble. They would not take a wager. Just, you know, chicken shit. I, I just hate it. I just hate it. Insofar as not leaving points on your card, there can be, yes, if you're a non-locals, uh, you don't know you're ever going to get back here. But if you, there can be tax reasons why you want to let it stay over a year, uh, a year in. If you, have, for example, have had a really good year this year, gambling wise, uh, you may want to wait till January before you redeem your points because uh, they're taxable when you redeem them. Redeem that makes sense. That makes that makes sense at, at your level, you know. But I mean, people. Let's put it this way: people who get who get enough to get a dinner or something, you know, or you can cash it out for 30 or 40 bucks. You know, that's not going to have tax consequences. So those are people, mostly the people I'm talking to right now. You, you should get that money, put it in your pocket or spend it, you know, on your comps or whatever, because there's a good chance you don't get back in time and you lose it, you know, in a legitimate way or that something happens, they change something. They want to take your, your points for some reason. Um, I'm not saying they do that all the time, but in my case, they're, you know, those points should have been reinstated. And they had no interest in doing that. So I, good point on the taxes, but I would think that would have to be a lot, a, a lot of money involved for that to make a difference, right? Well, our friend Pete might argue with how much has to be involved. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be beat up on Pete. I don't know if he is a listener to the show. I, I suspect I'll hear from him if he is. All right. We're going to take a brief commercial break. And we'll be back with Anthony Curtis talking about an upcoming book by Donald Schlesinger. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The South Point has more than 10,000 games, returning at least 99%. This is more such games than anyone else has. 
The November promotion is half-price Walmart gift cards. Earn and redeem 8,334 points, usually worth $25 in cash or free play, and receive a $50 Walmart gift card. Limit 10 cards per player for the month. Assuming you value Walmart gift cards as being the same as cash, this is effectively double points, meaning 0.6% for your first $83,000 plus of coin in for the month on all machines. Note, you do re- have to redeem the points, so you don't get the plus the 0.6 and keep the points. Thanksgiving Day, November 24th, there will be a $50,000 hot seat promotion. Approximately every two minutes between 7 a.m. and midnight, one lucky player will receive $100 in free play. All you have to do is be actively playing on your card, having played at least $1 in the previous minute to be eligible. If you have not already finished earning your 10 Walmart cards by Thanksgiving, it's possible to double dip and be earning the Walmart cards and participating in the hot seat promotion at the same time. If you're serious about card counting, the Blackjack Apprenticeship Membership is a great way to learn, train, network, and get the resources you need to succeed. We've had quite a few guests on Gambling with an Edge who exclusively trained and got their start through Blackjack Apprenticeship. Check out their website at blackjackapprenticeship.com. They have member forums, training software, and guides to help you learn. So that's blackjackapprenticeship.com, and you will find a link in the show notes. Videopoker.com is the best place to play lots of games. If you sign up for the gold membership, $8.95 a month or $79.95 a year, this allows you to get correction on most of the games. The game of the week is Wheel Poker with Quick Quads which is a seven coins per line game, which is one extra coin for the wheel and one extra for quick quads. The wheel spin averages 157.5 coins and you get it for every quad and every quick quad. The double-double bonus version at the South Point returns 99.8% and is available for triple play and five play quarters, meaning $5.25 or $8.75 per play. This is a comfortable price range for a lot of players. The strategy may be worked out using the Wizard of Odds uh, Video Poker Strategy Calculator, which is the only quick quad strategy calculator I know where you can input a pay schedule. It is accurate and free if you're online, which is a very attractive combination. On videopoker.com, they have a book that I co-wrote several years ago on a quick guide to quick quads, which will give you the basics of the game. And even though it's a different strategy, the idea of uh, how how you calculate quick quads strategies still holds up well. If you're interested in getting an edge at sports betting, then unabated.com is a great resource for you. Founded by frequent Gambling with an Edge guests, Captain Jack and Rufus Peabody, Unabated.com is designed for both new and experienced sports bettors. Their real-time odds screen tools and calculators take a lot of the guesswork out of trying to quantify your edge. There's also plenty of free education and instruction to help you along your journey to become a sharper sports bettor. You can currently take advantage of a seven-day free trial to decide if premium membership at unabated.com is right for you. All right. 
In the blackjack world, Don Schlesinger years ago wrote the illustrious 18, which are the 18 most valuable index plays if you only want to learn a few and you don't want to learn every last one of them. Well, he's updated this and um, LBA is involved. So, Anthony, what do you, what can you tell us about this? Well, uh, you know, you, you guys are asking me about, you know, what books we've got coming out. And our next book, or very close to our next one, is going to be a new one from, from Don Schlesinger. Um, Don is, you know, probably most of the people who are watching this or listening to this um, know Don from his book, Blackjack Attack which is, you know, pretty much every blackjack player's got that one on his desk. You know, this is uh, a lot of Don used to um, contribute to uh, Arnold Snyder's Blackjack Forum a lot. And then he wrote Blackjack Attack, which were a lot of those articles uh, put together and expanded. And what Don was, as you've just mentioned, what he was really well known for was coming up with the illustrious 18, which were the index plays that depart from basic strategy, uh, according to the count, um, the high-low, uh, that are the most important. All right. So, you know, if insurance is, is the most important one, then, you know, next is whatever, a double down on and on and on. Uh, well, Don and another guy who goes by Gronbog, if uh, you've been on message boards and I, I almost positive, he's going to use his real name. So I'm going to say it. It's uh, Dave Broly, uh, Dave Gronbog Broly. These two guys, he's the programmer. These two guys decided to really dig into it and check out everything that has to do with index numbers and rate them all. So they went far beyond 18. You know, they've got the, uh, the Sporty 40 and the Nifty 50. Essentially, it's a book that's almost all charts. And it, it allows you to get to go as far as you want in terms of what you learn as a card counter, in terms of what you want to memorize. Now, a lot of people go, you know, just using the illustrious 18 is enough. But every time you add something to that, every time you learn, you know, 20 or, or 25 or, or all the index numbers, you're going to improve your game. You're going to improve your EV. So that's what this book is about. Um, it's for serious people, of course. Um, there will be, a, you know, probably a $40 price tag on this book. But everything you're ever going to want to know for if, you're, if you're using a high-low count is going to be there. Um, it's, it's amazing work. I mean, what they did is absolutely amazing. Um, Bob, you would be a guy that could, could speak to the value of this. You know, you, you talk to people all the time about how much they need to learn in video poker. And like, do you go so far as to understand all the penalty card plays and so forth? And I know you're an advocate of knowing those. So it's the same thing here. So for some people, the illustrious 18 will be enough. And for others, they're going to want to take it a lot farther. And this book will allow you to do it. Sorry, but I don't have a title yet. We haven't decided. It's pretty close. It'll definitely be out before Christmas, but we haven't titled it yet. How many do you want to learn, Richard? Uh, well, you know, I learned basically from minus one to plus, actually more than minus one. When I first started, uh, when you could play single decks, index numbers were more important uh, when you played single deck games. So, you know, I knew, I'm guessing 50 or 60 numbers. I mean, it's just not that hard to learn right. the numbers. Right. If you can memorize a basic strategy chart, you can memorize an index chart. It's kind of like kind of like uh, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, wrench, well, dodge a ball. The greatest lines ever. Go ahead. It's easy for someone like Richard 
perhaps uh, I'm not sure this is fair. It's kind of like me memorizing penalty cards in video poker. It comes easier to me than it does for many people. Memorizing numbers comes easy. Index numbers, I'm sure, comes easier to Richard than it does for many people. So there's got to be a market for this. Yeah, there definitely will. Because, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, blackjack nerds are going to want it for sure. You just want that stuff. You just want to know it. You know, and it's just if you're if you're really into the game or any of these games that we play, you know, the beatable games and we get into these games, you want to read everything there is on it. And this is really that the computer work that went into this was just monumental. I mean, what these guys did and they're talking about doing it for a bunch of other counts, too. So we'll see how, you know, we'll see how this one goes. If it's commercial enough, then, um, you know, we'll support that. But let me put it this way. When he, when he threw it at me, you know, the first thing I do with all of these, when people promote, a, uh, you know, uh, promote a book to us or uh, ask us if we'd be interested, we think about it from a business point of view. You know, like, do we want, can we make money on this book? Will people buy it? You know, that sort of thing. But we also look at it from a prestige point of view. Like, do I want any other publishing company publishing this book? And I, I do think about that real hard. And this was one that I said, I don't know how well it will sell and how many people will want it, but I don't want anyone else publishing it. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm proud to publish this book. Um, you know, like with your guys' books, I publish both of you guys, you know, and I, I would hate to have seen you guys go somewhere else. It's the same thing. Yeah, on that sort of general subject, um, there's a man named Phileas Bruce, who is, uh, which is a pseudonym, computer programmer, is is helping to create strategies, and he and I together are going to be producing more strategies, similar in a way to the Dancer Daily strategy cards. These will be on like progressives for um, like nine, five, double, double bonus and various other popular progressive games, which um, at the basic strategy level. So these will not be every last damn penalty card, which is basically an impossible chore if you're working on progressives, but it will have uh, between the number, the royal of four thousand coins and forty-two thousand, or four thousand coins and forty-two hundred, you use this strategy. Between forty-two hundred one and forty-four ninety-two, you make this adjustment, and so it will be the basic strategy level adjustments for a lot of different games. Uh, we think they're going to be useful, and uh, they're in process. Um, I don't, I definitely don't have a date. But uh, I'm looking forward to this. I suspect Anthony is too. Yeah, well, this one I'm very, uh, you know, this one I'm excited about. Um, I think strategy cards are, except for computer learning, I, I, strategy cards are just the best tool you can possibly have. Um, and especially for a game like video poker. Uh, I carry, you know, I've played these games for a long time, but I carry the cards constantly. I'm always referring back to them. And it's cool. You learn as you go. You know, you have to look at them less and less. But in the beginning, it's great. And nobody knows, you know, unless you generate a new strategy for a moving target on something like a progressive, you know, you're kind of guessing by the seat of your pants. Like, OK, I guess I should start holding the ace 10 now, you know, for the royal and, and that sort of thing. But 
this, I haven't seen the strategies. I haven't seen, I mean, I've seen sort of the prototype and what you guys are doing, but I would think that these should be valuable and pretty easy for people to use, right? Because I mean, essentially you're just going to tick mostly, you're going to have tick points um, of the Royal Flush or whatever it is. Is it Royal Flush only? Or you? It, it, it's not going to do things like side, like side progressives, is it? Like uh, quads and things like that. On the double-double bonus, it will have adjustments to make for four aces. Okay. Uh, there are times in double-double bonus where uh, if you have, say, a full house of ace or aces full and the, the lower one is a, uh, is a kicker, twos, threes, or fours, there are times when if the four aces with the kicker progressive gets high enough that you hold all four cards of you hold ace, 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 three. Whereas in normal strategy, you don't. Now, this would be a side strategy that is not going to be happening at the same time as the Royal, because no matter how high the Royal is, when you're dealt aces full, you're not concerned with the Royal because you're concerned with, um, with aces. And so they're not, it's not going to be happening simultaneously, which is good. So we can just add a small section to a, to a chart yeah. of which you can you can consider that both. Okay, so the point I was going to make, and you can tell me yes or no, is it seems like from what I saw and what what seems intuitive is that the only the only changes you're going to be making are when you've got royal considerations, correct? So it, it shouldn't be that much to consume, really, for the most part, except for what you just described. Yeah, there is it, it definitely um, it affects the royal. Now it uh, it can affect so that's these are any suited high cards now you know the roller gets high enough you're going to hold a suited 10 but that's got to be pretty high before that happens um but yes when you hold jack 10 suited over queen jack or over king jack or over ace jack and when you hold um you know ace 10 so if it has to have a royal possibility or it is not affected by a progressive Okay, good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them. Um, when, um, you know, Phileas actually contacted me and told me he had talked to you and asked if I was interested. And I wrote back to him immediately. I said, I'm 100% interested. Let's go. I said, get, get Dancer going. Let's go. Yeah, this is, this is going to be good. People are going to like this. And I have no doubt that, um, that these will be profitable, you know, from a publishing standpoint, for sure. Oh, well, I... Yeah, I think they're going to be popular. I don't think they'll be profitable. The um, I end up making twenty-five cents per card or some such number, and we're going to sell several hundred or maybe even several thousand. But the hours that you put in trying to get these all perfect, it comes out to be worth seventeen cents an hour. And yeah. so this is one that you do for for pride and for something that. You, contribute to other players this is not something that you do for the money yeah isn't it amazing when you talk about the uh the uh, nuts and bolts of publishing and it's getting so much more difficult now because it's getting tough you guys to make a book it's really getting tough to make a book because of the price of paper because of the price of printing um you know this is i don't think you guys even know this but i mean i finished uh, the las vegas advisor for November yesterday. And uh, I wrote in this um, 
the lead story is called Going Digital. And we're going to, after 38 years, we're going to stop publishing the hard copy of the advisor because it's just, it's not cost effective anymore because of the cost of paper, the cost of printing, the cost of postage. Those are the three P's in, in that kind of publishing, paper, printing, and postage. And it's, uh, we're going to go digital only at this point. And it's just, um, it's just difficult. You know, the, the way the world is going, the supply chain stuff is real. Uh, people don't get their mail copies of LVA until the middle of the month, you know, that kind of thing. And so we just, we said enough's enough. And the last one's going to be in December. And then it's going to be all digital. Of course, the coupons will continue to do because that's what everybody wants anyway. They don't care what I write. They want the coupons. That's, that's the way that goes. I don't care. Yeah, actually, but my recommend it has something coupons. to do with your coupons. What's that? My recommended has is oh. somehow related to your coupons. Oh, good. Um, All right. Now, I, I was just saying that a lot of a lot of places have gone to digital coupons. You know, you can do that now, and they show up on your phone. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, we're doing that too, which is you know we're going to turn our attention to that. And that was my, you know, that was the point I made when I I wrote about what we're doing. I said we're going to spend more time on the thing that really makes the Las Vegas advisor. Um, something that, that most people want for that, mostly for that reason, which is what the coupons are. And we've done a lot more with what we, we call uh, member rewards online, MROs, or printable coupons. And because of the great, uh, because of QR codes, you know, the, the great equalizer there was QR codes that you can do just about anything with a QR code. And now we're putting them in books and everything, and we're going to do, uh, we're going to add more offers through QRs. So, you know, LVA definitely is going to continue on as we've been doing. We're just not going to do the printed copy, which is so, it makes me feel so strange. Every time I think about it, I, sh I shudder, you know, because I've done this for 38 years. I've, I've done a printed copy of the LVA every single month. It's just amazing. Well, also you, you um, eliminate the counterfeiting problem if you're using QR codes, right? Because you yeah. can make them one time and so people can't make co uh, endless copies of them. Yeah, it's 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 uh, technology can be tremendous. It really can. Not not so much for the scufflers and the scammers, but uh, you know, for the for the um, for the providers, it can be great. Oh well, they'll find their own way to use technology to scuffle and scam. Yes, they will. Yes, you have fourteen different cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> they find a ways around it. You guys, you cannot believe it. I have people that come in here and they try to you know buy. X number of books. And, you know, we, we pull them up every time. And sometimes somebody wants to argue with me and I go, man, I go, I, I invented this, what you're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some degree, you know, but I mean, with the coupon runs we did when I came to town and all of that, of course there were other people doing it, but I'm pretty sure that I popularized it. I'm like, don't, don't argue with me. I know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I suspect Gene Scott and I took it to a whole new level, but all right. Let's I move reckon. on. Uh, an hour at the end of our show, we have a recommended. The uh, an hour ago, Richard told me he did not have a recommended for this week. Has that changed in the last hour, Richard? Yeah, I, I still don't have a recommended this week. So you go ahead. All right. So we were talking about the uh, the coupon book for LVA, and one of the coupons for is for the D Casino downtown. It's a uh, it's in the Circa family, and part of 
one of the coupons is for a $25 match play. Now, there are other $25 match plays at um, D that are available. And this was, uh, I got turned on to this by uh, Jimmy Jazz, who is, uh, he writes for um, Gambling with an Age blog, and he's a guest periodically. If you mention the name Richard Wilk at the booth, they will give you a $25 match play. If you say hi, Matthew, at the booth, they will give you a $25 match place. Both of those are once per lifetime events per player. So you need to show your ID and your player card. In addition, when you fly into Vegas, if you have a boarding pass within the last 24 hours, they will give you two of these $25 match plays. I don't know how often you can do this. I have not tried this one yet, so I don't know if this is an out-of-towner flying into Vegas or a Vegas local flying back to Vegas. So uh, next time I make a flight out of Vegas and come back, I will go down there and check that. But um, match play is um, pretty much free money. And so uh, if you can get three or four or $25 match plays, any of our guests, when they come to town, at least the first time, that's going to be worth a, a trip downtown, even if they don't have a car. That's pretty cool. Anthony, Anthony so, uh, do you... Hold on. I do have one. But Richard Wilk is a host at the D. And Richard actually wrote a book uh, about being a host. Uh, we did, we did the, the probably the most famous book, which is Whale Hunt in the Desert, which is about Steve Sear, super host. And Richard Wilk, who goes by Richie, uh, did his own book. It was like Confessions of a Host or, or something along those lines. But uh, if, you, if you search him by author, Richard Wilk, you can find his book. And uh, that's where that one came from. Hi, Matthew. I don't know where that one's from. I don't either, but I assume he's another host. Probably. I guess so. Uh, that's pretty cool. Okay, yeah, I have one. Um, uh, as you may or may not know, the um, uh, Caesars Entertainment is trying to bring back the horseshoe. Yeah, right. Sure. You know, I mean, Caesars, <laughs> Ent <laughs> Caesar's Entertainment is about as diametric, and their ideas about as diametric diametrically opposed to the uh, the horseshoe way as could possibly be, right? You know, I mean, you're not going to find any deals or any, but they're trying to change Bally's. They're trying to turn Bally's into the horseshoe, and they've got the uh, Jack Binion Steakhouse and, uh, you know, various things. I walked through it the other day. There is nothing horseshoe-esque at all <laughs> about Bally's right now, including the name, which is still Bally's, except for one thing. They've uh, brought back the uh, million-dollar photo display. And if you remember, for years and years, you would go downtown to the Hort to Binion's Horseshoe, and you could get your picture taken with a million dollars that uh, there were ten thousand hundred-dollar bill. I mean, uh, one hundred ten thousand-dollar bills that were lined up behind a plexiglass, and you would, uh, you and your friends, uh, in your drunken stupor or whatever it would be, would would line up. I cannot tell you how many of those photos I have, and you take a free photo. 
and you would, they would uh, process it for you, process it for you. You would come back in about an hour or two hours and you'd pick it up for free. It was one of the great, you know, free souvenirs in Vegas. Well, they've brought this thing back and nobody said anything about it. They didn't tell anybody about it, but there it is. And it's right at the, it's at the back of Bally's, which will soon have a name change to Horseshoe Las Vegas. And it's the plexiglass covering the bills. And are they real bills? I really doubt it. You know, I'm, I'm not qualified to tell. I looked at them. I, I wouldn't know the difference. But Are you, they $10,000 bills again? Or is it like a bricks of hundreds? No, they're $10,000 bills. And it's, it's, it looks exactly the way the horseshoe one did, which was, uh, I, you know, I recently moved and I was going through all kinds of boxes of things. And I cannot tell you how many of those photos I have. It's, a, it's just a fun thing to do. So the way they're doing it there, you know, another reason I don't think they're real, that it's a million dollars in there is because it's an unattended um, display. They don't have a photographer there doing it, but you can take, you know, with cell, with your cell phones and all, you can take your own photos and it's a really great, it's, it's a, a super souvenir. I mean, it's worth a trip there just to go do it because of the, I don't know, I, I just guess the history of this thing that people did it you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of photos were taken in front of this display and they've now brought it back. And you can do it 24 seven because it's out there in the open. It's over by the Jack Binion Steakhouse and it's fun. Go take a picture. And we got it on the cover of this month's advisor. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it may be the original, the original display, right? If they never disassembled it because I mean, even if somebody were to find a way to steal it, you, you can't get rid of a $10,000 bill. What are right. you going to do with it? <laughs> right, exactly. And I mean, you know, how are you going to get it out of there in the first place? You know, all of that. But I heard a long time ago that those bills were were sold off. That, you know, when, when Benny Binion died, that, you know, those who took over in his family, they, you know, they got rid of those bills, they, you know, they cashed them somehow or whatever. I, that's what I'd heard. So I think it would be very difficult these days because they're so rare to have assembled a true hundred of them together and to just put a spare million on display there. Who knows? But I'll tell you what, you, you really can't tell the difference. And it's really more about the history of the thing. It's, it's, it's a cool thing. Very good. So thank you, Anthony. Uh, thank you, Richard. Go out and hit lots of royal flushes, everybody. Good day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.